This is Dan Levitard. Catch me and Stugatz every weekday from 10 to 1, now on your FM dial. It's the Dan Levitard Show, weekdays 10 to 1 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Races powered by the Racing Biz, your independent voice for racing and breeding in the Mid Atlantic. On the web at theracingbiz.com. On the radio on ESPN Richmond, it's off to the races. Here's Nick Hahn. We all feel like we're winning. On Off to the Races is racing returns across the country. Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us. What do you say now on this Saturday morning? The sun is out here in Charlottesville. A little bit of an adventure to get the show up and running this morning, but we are here and we are winning. It's actually Matt winning. Uh, the Matt Win Stakes, the feature, a derby points race today at Churchill Downs. Churchill Downs with a grand comeback last week in terms of the racing action. Nobody in the stands to watch it, but we got to watch it through the monitors and screens across the country and some thrilling action there. We'll talk with the trainer of Monomoy Girl. It wasn't in a stakes race, but she had a very impressive performance. Brad Cox, who has a horse in the mat win, will join us at the bottom of the hour. Fifteen years ago this week, it was a thrilling running of the Preakness Stakes with a Fleet Alex and Scrappy T. Robbie Bales will join us in about 10 minutes, to, and we'll get, hear his thoughts on his remembrance of the 2005's Preakness with that dramatic altercation at the top of the stretch between a Fleet Alex and Scrappy T, as Robbie Bales calls it, and as we discussed earlier this week, it was his best day and it was his, birth, his worst day coming into the 2015 Preakness there at Pimlico. We have a little bit of news on the status of Maryland racing. We have news on New York racing. New York racing is coming back. Last week we learned when they were going to run the Preakness Stakes. The first Saturday in October, October 3rd, has been set for the Preakness. The Belmont Stakes will be run June 20th. We found that out this week. The Belmont Stakes will be run at a mile and an eighth. I'm not really overly concerned about the distance under um, this year's lay in terms of what the calendar provides. And I think a mile and an eighth, of, a lot of people are yeah, just breaking tradition. But it's asking a lot to have horses go a mile and a half without the lead-in that you normally have to the Belmont Stakes. But the Belmont Stakes, we'll talk a little bit more about that. June 20th, going at a mile and an eighth. Um, and then we had tracks coming back all over the place. Keeneland has announced a five-day super meet, July 8th through July 12th. Lone Star in Texas returned to racing yesterday. And we have such a full slate of action on Off to the Races. Want to... Let's go back and talk about last week and uh, get a little bit of racing... Uh, in our blood this morning in our uh, as we drink our coffee on Saturday morning, a beautiful Saturday morning, it is a 
Last week's feature, pretty much our feature race was a roar. Not a whole lot of stakes racing action, and the racing action that did happen was down at Gulfstream Park in Florida uh, in terms of the stakes racing. And we looked at the roar stakes with Derby Bill, Mike Barone, who will join us later in the show in our last segment to handicap a full slate of racing action, uh, California, Kentucky today. But last week, it was the roar for three-year-olds, and they were only going six furlongs on the, actually six and a half furlongs on the dirt, a small field of six, which had green light go, certainly a, a fit the favorite in the race and a horse that was early on the triple crown scene last year when uh, he won a couple of races to begin his racing career. We also had in the race the second choice, Double Crown, and with Verve, with Edgar Prado aboard. So let's hear how the race ended as we pick up the race at the top of the stretch. Less than a quarter of a mile to go. Double Crown, shifting ground, but up to take the lead. Cajun Casanova is next. From between horses, green light go. Here's the run from with Verve under Prado. He's storming home in deep stretch. Double Crown is in front. Green light go comes again on the inside. Double Crown wins the roar. P.I.L.O. with the call of the Roar Stakes. Not a derby race in terms of the point standings, uh, but Double Crown, a very impressive effort there, ridden by Christian Torres, and um, gets the win there at a pretty nice price, paying $7.60 for the win. Owned by Reeves Thoroughbred Racing, trained by Catherine Ritvo, and uh, congratulations to the connections there. Double Crown is a bay gelding by bourbon courage out of two columbus by two punch i'd like that two punch. when we were talking about this race last week i saw that two punch lineage two punch was certainly a a fantastic sprinter so a uh, great race there by double crown and uh, looking forward to seeing a lot more on how he, he, this horse moves forward here throughout the rest of 2020 um wanted to bring you up to date on the situation in Maryland. Um, in Maryland, we saw this week, it was announced, currently they are hoping to open at Laurel May 29th. That's according to a letter uh, on the Maryland Horse Breeders, uh, or at least a posting on the Maryland Horse Breeders website. Uh, Tim Keefe, who ironically won the first race ever at Colonial Downs, uh, penned that, and they're just trying to work through some of these issues. And uh, currently, they're targeting May 29th next uh, Friday as a possible return to Laurel. They're ready to go. It's all just simply a matter of whether um, w- whether the governor will let them do it, and and you know when when they get the green light to go from the governor to return racing to maryland in regard to the virginia situation uh there is little to report on the news we don't have daryl wood this week um Sieto downs the first harness track in the country opened last night and somehow i think that is has something to do with the fact that uh, we don't have daryl wood this morning i think he's handicapping there all the races from ohio but all the harness racing but in virginia we know it's been hinted that there might be some alterations to the meet but fortunately everything is still a little bit out it's july 23rd they're still kind of working under plan a for the moment um in terms of purse levels and days and schedules but as all these other tracks move forward with their schedules you know got to make sure you got horses coming here uh got to make sure people are able to wager on them um so it's it's um it's in flux and we certainly look forward to bringing you any announcements that may come out on the status of racing at colonial downs uh coming up this late summer early fall where the new season has been set uh based on last year's meet so uh, look for updates coming up on the virginia situation uh, looking across the country today it's kind of ironic. Uh, in a race at Churchill Downs today, and I think this is an optional claiming race, uh, the claiming price, which is something I've rarely seen. I, I've seen it before, but you definitely don't see it very often, 
where horses can be put up for claim for $150,000. But at the race um, at Churchill today, let me try and pull that up here relatively quickly. Maybe I can get it. But yeah, in the fifth race at Churchill today, it's an optional claiming race. And it features just Howard, who is 10 to 1 in the morning line, a horse that won the Commonwealth Derby when it was run at Laurel in 2017. That, of course, is uh, the race formerly known as the Virginia Derby and now known as the Virginia Derby again. Uh, so that's uh, just Howard is in that. And English B, who won last year's running of the Virginia Derby when it returned to Colonial Downs along with the rest of the live meet. Um, English B will be the 12 horse at 5 to 1. So kind of an interesting a couple of former Virginia Derby winners going at it in an $150,000 optional claiming race at Churchill Downs today. So uh, we'll have to maybe add that to our list of races to handicap when we handicap with Derby Bill and Everybody loves Mike Barone a little bit later in the show. We're headed to break on our first um after our first segment here on Off to the Races, when we return, we'll speak with Robbie Bales. And remember that twenty, that 2005 Preakness with, with a Fleet Alex and Scrappy T. You're listening to Off to the Races on Racing Biz Radio. Remember, when you work from home, the boss will never know about your hourly beer break. The coronavirus, let's make the best of it. You're listening to 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. May is National Home Improvement Month and the perfect time to fix or upgrade things around your home. This may make your home a place you want to spend more time in. Brought to you by South Park Carpet and Flooring Outlet. Go to southparkcarpet.com to transfer your house today. With schools closed, the YMCA is stepping in to provide urgently needed child care for children and dependents of essential personnel. To find out if you qualify or to register, visit YMCARichmond.org. Children continue to come into foster care, whether there's a virus or not. So there's still a need for foster families. The Bear Foundation is taking precautions to slow the spread of coronavirus by scheduling trainings remotely to keep folks safe. Get involved at BAIR.org. May is National Home Improvement Month and the perfect time to fix or upgrade things around your home. This may make your home a place you want to spend more time in. Brought to you by South Park Carpet and Flooring Outlet. Go to southparkcarpet.com to transfer your house today. Suddenly we hear both coasts and the central portion of the country are saying, hey, sports, let's go. Yeah, I think because what we're also hearing was when we heard a little more of the quarantine, these pro teams are saying, maybe we'll move out of state. Maybe we'll move around. Maybe we'll find a different place. And magically, it all seemed to open up. You know what it all revolves around? Money. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. It's Golick and Wingo. Weekday morning starting at 6 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Diamonds Direct celebrates the reopening of our local economy with our most amazing offer ever. Five years, zero interest financing with no money down on anything and everything. Yes! Now for a limited time, including Memorial Day, Diamonds Direct is doing our part to help you get back to normal and celebrate your love like never before. Our prices and values are the best ever. Our showcases are fully stocked, and we're letting you buy now with nothing down, and you can spread your payments over five years with zero interest. Been putting off that engagement? Get her a $6,000 designer ring now and pay just $100 a month. Did you miss celebrating that anniversary? How about a $3,000 Diamond Eternity Band for just $50 a month? Summer is the season for love, and we're doing all we can to make this summer one to remember. With exceptional values, extra selection, and the most exceptional finance opportunity. Five years, zero interest on approved credit. And yes, we are open Memorial Day. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is Mike Gola. Get up and get to work with me and Trey Wingo. It's Gola and Wingo. Every weekday morning, starting at 6. Now on the FM dial at 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Take the lead. Scrappy T blew the turn, and he's second on the inside. And it's five legs back. Giacomo 
Scratch has won the Preakness by five lengths. Scrappy T was second. We've talked about it several times about the Triple Crown, how the Preakness is one of the most thrilling races, played a couple of accounts, uh, including the Curlin race call, this, uh, the Curlin Street Sense call from a few years back. And then, um, I mean, just so many uh, so many thrilling finishes in the Preakness where the Triple Crown is, is laid on the line. I mean, that's, that's where you know it's when after the preakness uh what your plans are going to be you start making plans for three weeks for the belmont stake shortly afterwards and it certainly is one of the most thrilling races and there was the call of tom durkin uh given the call of the 2005 where scrappy t horse owned by marshall dowell a thirty-five thousand dollar purchase out of ocala uh back in the day rose through the ranks and came through with a win in the wither stakes earning a spot in the preakness and the trainer of that horse is robbie bales a familiar horseman at colonial downs deep ties to virginia his father was the first person to ride secretariat and he joins us now on off to the races on a beautiful saturday morning in virginia and robbie thanks from Maryland, spending to spend some time with us this morning. Nick, thanks for having me. Take us through the Preakness itself. There's so much I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about Maryland. I want to talk to you about Virginia. Uh, I want to talk to you about your dad. But it's the 15th anniversary of what I call one of the best and worst races well it was at the same time it was one of the best and worst uh, racing days of your life <laughs> in terms of that scene up at, at old hilltop that day um maybe take us through i'll take you through it you, you start off the race you're with scrappy t and ramon dominguez in in the irons there uh in good position uh throughout the first turn just right off the the pace setters there and all of a sudden scrappy t takes takes the lead midway through on the turn turning for home at old hilltop uh, when you saw him take the lead before the incident in the stretch when you see scrappy t has the lead there and you know he's running well what were your thoughts on on the possibility of winning the preakness to be honest with you nick when that when he made that move i thought it was all over <laughs> to be honest with you like that we we he as long as I had him, he was mainly a really strong front end horse. He he had a he's, he had a he had a big cruising speed, and he kept going. And I guess going into that race, we had been working with him, trying to get him to relax, settle off the pace, and show us that big burst right at the end. And just everything fell into place. And like I said, when Ramon made his move, I thought it was all over. And uh, as you can. As we know from history, that's not what happened. <laughs> what did you see? I mean, what did what were your thoughts? Did you did you see it? I mean, we I was actually watching the race with you and, and Marshall, but uh, didn't I? I didn't really have a great. I knew something happened at the top of the stretch. I wasn't really sure. Uh, what, what were your thoughts at the top of the stretch? I mean, did you have a clear view of it? And and I know everybody said a very quick prayer uh, when the incident occurred. At at the top of the stretch but fortunately both horses kept their kept their feet kept their balance the jockey stayed on and, and a fleet alex i mean you know just uh, scrappy t ran a great race uh but a fleet alex just was so much the best in that race to, to overcome that what, what were your thoughts there after the bump at the top of the stretch well like that i wasn't sure exactly what happened i didn't realize whether scrappy just lost his attention and uh went out went out a little bit i didn't know exactly what happened and like I said that looking back at it now and i've always said i would never blame ramon i'm i'm sure what he was trying to do uh was trying to get him over on his right lead and get that quick burst at the top of the stretch so by doing that he's trying to pop him with his left hand stick a little earlier than you know probably he should have and like I said things worked out the way they did and like I said, thank goodness Jeremy stayed on, or you know, our our, our bad day could have really turned into a real bad day. We could have went from second to last, you know. So, 
I try to I try to look at it that way. <laughs> it could it could have been worse, and um, but like I said, it it was a tremendous race. A fleet Alex ran, and like I said, I just if I if I could have had it to do all over again, I really wish we could have been uh, hitting hit at top of the stretch and seeing what would have happened uh, if all the other stuff with the bumping would have happened. But you know, uh, we can't can't replay it. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, all we have is a replay in terms of looking at it, but it can't be rerun. The in the winter circle, or I should on the in front of at the finish line. Um, the race is finished. You, you see, a fleet Alex uh, is the winner. You have a second a second placing in the Preakness Stakes, uh, which is by no means a small accomplishment. I mean, finishing second in the Preakness is a very big deal. Um, but what, what were your thoughts after the race, and, and what did you do after the race? Uh, pretty much my whole thoughts first after the incident was to get down there to make sure he didn't cut himself or injure himself. Um, and like said, that, that was my main concern, and make sure the horse was fine. And like I said, uh, all the other stuff was cut basically secondary. And uh, like I said, Nick, I, I would never trade the experience for nothing in the world. And like I said, it, it's one of those things, yeah, I wish I could have won the race. But, you know, I, just the whole week, Pimlico did a great job as far as taking care of my owners, taking care of me, the horse. And it's something that I wish every trainer and the owner could experience. Um, it was just, uh, it was a thrill. And like I said, going through it just makes you want to try to get back as soon as possible. And like I said, it's uh, in my case we don't we we don't deal on the on the big scale where you know I have a hundred two year olds every year, so it makes it a little bit more difficult. But hey, I, you know I, we're, we're still trying. <laughs> should I say? Marshall Dow has had a great horse in, in Scrappy T in the sense that uh, up to that race, I mean, it, it took him well into his three-year-old season before he even finished uh, off the board in any right. of his races. And this horse raced. I mean, he was in the Indiana Derby, won the Count Fleet up at Aqueduct earlier in the year. I mean, uh, Scrappy T, he, I know that you tried to put him on the turf. Marshall wanted to run him on the turf at Colonial Downs, but okay. it, it wasn't meant to be. But tell us a little bit about Scrappy T. Um, he's, he, was, he was just a fascinating horse. So much ability. Uh, definitely more ability than I have I've ever had in, in my stable. That's for sure. And like I said, he when we bought him as a two year old, like I said, a lot of times when you buy these two year olds out of the sale, you know, you're looking to hope to possibly run him within the next month, two months. But you know, Marshall is just one of those owners that when we bought him, I, we had a plan. I said, Marshall, I said we're going to buy him. Go basically put him away for a couple months and let him grow. I didn't think he would be a six furlong horse. And uh, we set out a plan, and like I said, just everything fell into place. Did we think he was going to be a pregnant horse or anything like that? You know, you, you, you hope and you wish, but you but you never know until, until they go in the gate. I knew he was going to be a nice horse. And probably not until I ran him at aqueduct i think the first time an allowance race that he put off some fractions that i'm just like uh oh we we have something and um like i said he, he was great horse to work around in, in the stable and like i said fortunately i had a had a lot of really good help that was working for me at the time emily daniel that was my uh, foreman up in new york and also galloped him for me and also my my grooms and everything up there, I mean, uh, they did a real, real good job with him. And um, like I said, he had, he had his little quirks, but like I said, they you have a horse that runs like he does, you can put up with those kind of quirks. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he uh, did have his uh, chance on the turf in the old Nelson about three years later. Uh, it didn't pan yeah. out. It wasn't meant to be on the grass. Uh, he wanted to eat yeah, it, and not run on it. Like <laughs> Marshall was a Virginian through and through. And like I said, uh, 
he was he was he was willing to pass up to Belmont for for Virginia, and um, like I said, I, whether he just really didn't like the grass, he had like I said as it turned out, he ended up maybe messing up his back a little bit into that into that pregnancy, and he wasn't quite a hundred percent. That's why we had to give him a little bit of a break. So we we still weren't wasn't sure whether it was grass or not, but I mean it just wasn't going to work out as far as him getting getting to the Virginia Derby. But yeah, he was he we were going to pass up to Belmont for the Virginia Derby if if he if he showed that he could could make it there. That's for sure. You're listening to Off to the Races on Racing Biz Radio, ESPN Richmond. I'm Nick Hahn, and we're speaking with Robbie Bales. Moving forward to the present day, uh, certainly an anxious time uh, in terms of trying to get back to racing. We're trying. Maryland is uh, seems to be inching uh, forward to possibly a live racing date at, at Laurel. Uh, is there anything you can share about you know the situation in, in Maryland and what has the last three months uh, been like for you? Um, it's, it's been really tough, but I mean, it's been tough on everybody, but it's been tough. I mean, fortunately, Nick, my owners have been, couldn't be any better. They understand the circumstances. I mean, we're all getting a little restless as far as we're putting out a lot of money and nothing coming back. And like I said, you have a, we, we were, we were, the horses were running very well before all of this came to head. And like I said, just trying to keep everybody the way they were two months ago. You know, they're not exactly like race cars where you just get them, get in them, and start them up. But um, you know, it's been really tough. But like I said, everybody's hung in there, and like I said, hopefully we're going to be running here in the near future. Um, and like I said, everybody's got their health, and then that's the main thing. So we just keep trying to keep we we'll try to keep a positive thought, Nick. <laughs> the, the last date I've heard, and, and and you always have to do that in horse racing. I mean, it's like stay positive. Uh, op- optimism is once you know defined several times. Optimism is a horse in the starting gate. But the uh, the uh, the last date we heard was May twenty ninth as a possible opening. Um, that was just a tentative date. Is that still kind of the target in terms of Maryland? And then, you know, with the Preakness being said October 3rd, what would it like to be in Baltimore when you have a triple crown on the line? Maybe the triple crown gets one in Baltimore. What might that scene be be like? To tell you the truth, Nick, I hadn't really even thought about it. I mean, we <laughs> right, right now we hadn't gotten that far into it, but uh, it's going to be interesting. And like I said, having the Belmont with the first leg, I mean, it, 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 it's it's a it's a totally different game. Um, and like I said, we we've had to adjust as horsemen with all these animals. But like I said, it, it that that that's going to be exciting. Like I said, just hopefully that. Uh, you know, all this can get behind us, and we can get racing into the full swing again, and hopefully everybody get their businesses going back again. Like it is, it hasn't just been tough on us; it's been tough on a lot of people. But um, like I said, we're we're hoping uh, next weekend's going to be the day. Hopefully, we're going to fall into the second phase up here, and like I said, hopefully we'll hear something here shortly. But uh, we're we're ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, definitely ready to definitely a lot. You and and many others are certainly ready to go. Absolutely, absolutely. The uh, wanted to wanted to bring up your father here with uh, with a connection to Virginia and of course Secretariat. Um, you know, being the first person to, uh, to on the back of Secretariat as as the mm-hmm. accolade is usually uh, forwarded. What do you uh, you know? Tell us about uh, a little bit about your father and, and just his connections with Secretariat. Uh, well, first off, my my grandfather was the farm trainer in Maryland before, I guess, probably back in the late fifties, early sixties. And like I said, my father basically took over after he passed away in seventy one, I think it was. But my father was was exercise rider down there working for my grandfather all that time and. 
like I said, hearing hearing some of the stories from the old, from from Sakata to uh, Sir Gaylord to Secretary Reaver Ridge. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's nothing like Secretariat, and, and I I don't know if there ever will be. But I mean, they just the, the horses that they had over the years was just unbelievable, and just hearing the stories and like I said when. When Penny got the thing together at the Meadows Stable, where you know celebrating Secretariat's birthday and being able to sit down and talk to Ron Turcott and go over some of those older horses and stuff, you know, it was it was a big thrill of mine. Um, you know, like I said, my father he he was old school. Um, like I said, he 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 wouldn't sleep at night if the horses didn't train every day. And like I said, I I I think he he was. Like I said, I was very fortunate to follow in his footsteps and learn from him. Um, and like I said, just, I'm just, just, I've been blessed. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, so have we with having Robert Bales this morning on off to the races. Robbie, stay safe up there in Maryland. We look forward to Maryland's reintroduction into the national racing scene and, uh, Good luck in the future, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you'll be a lot more busier here next week. Absolutely, and hopefully, we'll see you down Colonial in about a month or so. Sounds good. Good to right, we're looking I really forward to it. Appreciate you having me. Have a great day. Great. Robbie Bales joining us on Off to the Races this morning, the week 15 years ago when he finished second in the Preakness to a fleet Alex with Scrappy T in a memorable moment at the top of the stretch. You're listening to Off to the Races. When we come back, we'll speak with Brad Cox, who has had uh, an exceptional week already and looks to have another big day today at Churchill Downs. You're listening to Off to the Races. Will the boys of summer ever take the field? If they do, what field will they take? How and when will baseball return? Get the latest news, rumors, and inside work on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. So at GEICO, we'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now it's our turn to share with the GEICO Giveback. A 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. Because we're committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for more info and eligibility. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's baseball season. Well, it's supposed to be. But the coronavirus has shut down the MLB. And no one is sure when the game will return or where it will return. Arizona and Florida leagues, maybe a Texas league, no games in the normal ballparks, no fans in the stands, no umpire calling balls and strikes. What's baseball going to do and when? Listen for the latest news, rumor, and inside word on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. You have to be up in five hours, two hours, six minutes. And when you hear, you realize that you haven't slept a wink. That's why there's Zequil Pure Z's, a drug-free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin, so you can fall asleep naturally with no next-day grogginess. It's available in both liquid and gummies, tastes great, and is non-habit-forming. Pick up Zequil Pure Z's from the sleep experts at Vic Zequil. Zequil Pure Z's, naturally superior sleep, available at retailers near you. Dell Technologies has special business savings right now to help you office everywhere and stay productive. Save up to 45% on desktops, laptops, and do-it-all servers with with Intel Core processors. Upgrade to new modern devices with Windows 10 and save on essential electronics. All with free shipping on everything and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash smallbusinessdeals. See, see, very intrigued by the Dan Levatar show on ESPN Radio. Have you ever had a bad feeling about that pizza? 51% of the audience said yes. What? What? They said yes. They've had that feeling, that bad feeling about the pizza. 
<laughs> it's no longer the flu game. What a sad day. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. The Don Lebatar Show. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. At Big Lots, the neighborhoods we serve mean the world to us, and we're more inspired than ever by the heroes keeping those neighborhoods safe. As thanks, we're giving all first responders, medical professionals, commercial drivers, active military, and veterans 15% off everything. For curbside pickup, show valid work ID, CDL, military ID, or badge. Or on BigLots.com, use code BIGHEROES, because that's what you are, and we all thank you. Exclusions apply. See store for details. will take over. Intolerance on everybody's behalf of our current situation. An intolerance towards continuing this lockdown. The money is too great. There's too much dependent upon the economics of professional and college football and sports at large for it to remain on the sideline. Money and intolerance will take over and sports will come back. The Will Kane Show. Weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Here's Monomoy Girl now. Monomoy Girl switches to the outside and is coming with her rally. A little bit wide off the turn, but nonetheless, she puts her nose in front. Monomoy Girl, the one to catch now with 316s to go. Red Dane rolls up on the outside, closing in. Top move to me, Miss Bigley. Center of the track, it's Lady Cape down inside. It's fashion faux pas. But Monomoy Girl's got a four-length lead and 100 yards to go. And Monomoy Girl, another stylish performance beneath the Twin Spires, is on her way. Winning by three in the end. What a nice win by Monomoy Girl last week at Churchill Downs. Just in a, an allowance race uh, before the feature. I think it was the fourth race on the card. And Monomoy Girl uh, paid $3 for the win there for trainer Brad Cox and owner's... Um, Monomoy Stables there, who uh, have had Mr. Monomoy on the Triple Crown scene earlier in the year. A Monomoy girl, just a very prolific career. Uh, she has won nine of, actually ten of her twelve starts. And, of course, one of those being in the Breeders' Cup distaff run at Churchill Downs last fall uh, in November. So a very impressive win there, just won the Kentucky Oaks. I mean, just did everything on her way to being a champion horse. And Brad Cox is a trainer of that horse. We've reached out to Brad this morning and uh, have not been able to make contact with him. It happens sometimes as uh, we run on a radio clock. A lot of trainers, Robbie Bales, uh, Brad Cox, and a lot of horsemen run on nature's clock, and uh, maybe perhaps that's the situation there. I hope everything's well there, uh, but we'll try and reach out here in a few minutes again and try uh, to deliver Brad Cox uh, again, who has trained a number of good horses. You could fully understand as he has, let's see, he has six, seven, seven horses running in stakes racing today at Churchill Downs, including Shake Some Action, who is in the Matt Wynn Stakes, the 10th race, the feature on the Churchill Downs card today. He also has uh, a, a couple before the stakes racing starts. So all in all, he's saddling 10 horses today. So um, if he doesn't have time for us, we'll fully understand. But um, we'll try and reach out to him here Um and see if uh, we can get him to talk a little bit about Monomoy Girl and some of the other horses um, that he has coming up today. But um, wanted to maybe provide a little bit of an update in the meantime with uh, the status of last year's Derby. Uh, Luis Saez, the jockey who was aboard Maximum Security and the uh, the 2019 Kentucky Derby has dropped his appeal for a riding suspension, something we thought was a little harsh when it first occurred uh, last year. He got 15 days for um, a suspension for racing uh, for um, the mount in the Kentucky Derby, and we thought maybe taking the Derby away was, was enough, but uh, he did end up getting 15 days. He's appealed it for about a year, but now with racing coming back all over the country, 
um, and, and maybe some of the restrictions being lifted, uh, maybe not the monopoly that he enjoyed so much in Florida, had a real good spring meet um, at Gulfstream. And so maybe he's decided to take it now. But, um, yeah, Luis Saez won't be uh, riding for uh, the next, uh, after today, the next 15 days or so. The, um, the status of the race itself with the owners, uh, the appeal uh, has is still moving forward through federal court. And I think they take up arguments in uh, June is when they uh, start hearing that uh, appeal. Uh, the previous appeal for the decision in the race um, by Gary and Mary West, the owners of Maximum Security, uh, was denied. So all the lower courts have, have denied the appeal. Um, but it, it is in uh, heads towards federal court uh, in June, so stay tuned to that um, as a result of last year's race, which was given to Country House, the second-place finisher, uh, got bumped up to the win position in that race at church, uh, in the Kentucky Derby and never raced again, uh, did Country House. So um, that's the status of the situation there with the um, – last year's Kentucky Derby winner. Wanted to maybe just take a look at, at again at some of the stakes races. We'll get into that in a few moments. I'm just going to pause here for a moment with Mitchell. Any any update, Mitchell? No update. Okay. Uh, so, obviously, Brad, I talked to earlier in the week, um, may be experiencing, uh, you know, may have something happening around the barn that he has to deal with. And that's that's the nature of horse racing, and that's the nature of doing a Saturday morning show on horse racing, as uh, sometimes events come up and you have, and you have to go to plan B. And um, so there is... Um, the status of the uh, Triple Crown. It's going to be interesting, this Triple Crown, with June 20th being set as a Belmont Stakes State, going a mile and an eighth. Certainly not a typical Triple Crown year, but it presents the Derby as being now the second leg of the Triple Crown, and the Preakness becomes the third leg. Wouldn't it be a great send-off for Pimlico as Maryland has worked through many of the issues? It's a shame for billions of reasons. Of course, the COVID pandemic has certainly changed our world. Uh, and one of the changes, of course, is the Triple Crown. But the um, it'll be for a year as, as, as the best analogy I've heard about the Triple Crown is it's kind of like in golf when your ball uh, ends up in the woods or you get a bad line, you just have to play it where it is and do the best you can. And that's, that's kind of what um, the owners of the tracks, uh, Churchill, Pimlico, and, and um, Belmont have, have, have done here with the Triple Crown. But wouldn't it be a great send-off? to have a triple crown winner in Baltimore in late October with the Breeders' Cup around, uh, just coming around the corner, maybe a possibility to eclipse the amazing thing that American Pharaoh did. He opened our show, American Pharaoh, with his uh, win, his triple crown win in the Belmont Stakes. And, of course, later that year went on to win the Breeders' Cup Classic. Uh, so he basically got... He's the only holder of the Grand Slam. Justify, who won the Triple Crown in 2018, uh, didn't race past the Belmont Stakes. So wouldn't it be a great scene in Baltimore to send Pimlico out, which is certainly going to be demolished here in the next several years, um, as as Maryland has put their plan together to, to uh, renovate the racing facilities at Laurel and Pimlico and keep the Preakness at home in a newly built Pimlico race course. Um, wouldn't it be great to send out Pimlico with a triple crown winner in Baltimore in early October? I mean, that could be an amazing scene. I'm sure it'll be a great race nonetheless. We're going to go to break here on Off to the Races and uh, saddle up Derby Bill and everyone loves Mike Barone as 
our handicappers and looking at some great racing action from across the country. You're listening to Off to the Races on Racing Biz Radio. It doesn't matter if you walk, skip, bike, jog, skateboard, or pogo stick. When you head outside, take us along. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. This moment of gratitude is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage and the Rock family of companies. Thank you to my brother, Eric, who's a firefighter and a paramedic. To those who leave their homes to keep us safe in ours, thank you. Whether you're a cashier or a police officer, to anyone and everyone, thank you. Thank Thank you. If you'd like to thank America's frontline and essential workers, visit everyoneknowsahero.com. Quicken Loans, LLC, NMLS number 3030, licensed in 50 states. Each legal entity that identifies themselves as part of the Rock family of companies are separate legal entities with their own governance and management structures. If you're a pro who manages properties or replaces appliances regularly, it helps to have a go-to resource like Lowe's. We have the brands pros have trusted for years. Solid names like Maytag, Whirlpool, and GE. All easily ordered on Lowe'sforpros.com and all quickly delivered to the job site with free delivery seven days a week. Even better, you can get up to 40% off select appliances during our appliance savings event. Whatever you need today or any day, Lowe's is pro ready. Offers valid through 6-3. Free local delivery applies to appliances $2.99 or more, U.S. only. Every home has have-to-dos and probably some want-to-dos. The Home Depot can help you do both with the things you need to make things work a little better or take care of something you've been meaning to do. Maybe do something to start summer. We have the low prices to make it all doable. Order online and get free delivery on orders over $45. Whatever you need to do or want to do, we can help you get it done. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Some delivery exclusions apply. While you can't believe everything on social media these days, you can believe it's possible to start a new life as an IT pro in as little as four months from the comfort of your own home, even if you have zero computer experience. Instead of waiting to see what happens when life gets back to normal, take control of your future now. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes meet just twice a week. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. From first take to your radio. Sam Smith is great. He's never revealed the sources, nor should he. We don't know, but the belief was widely that it was Horace Grant as one of the people who were talking to him. So all of those things get taken into consideration. We look at these bulls, and the bottom line is there's Jordan and there's everybody else. And everybody else of course, has a problem with Jordan. First take, your take, from 1 to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Weekdays. You're never more than 30 minutes from a Richmond Sports Center update. Stay updated here. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Back live on Off to the Races. I'm your host, Nick Hahn. And thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us. We're going to dive right into the handicapping with Derby Bill Watson and Mike Barone, who joins us now on Off to the Races, looking at the first feature race. It's a points race uh, for the Matt Wynn Stakes, the uh, mile and a 16th here. 12 horses in the field, including Maxfield, who is the morning line favorite at 5-2. to two. The Breeders' Cup uh, futurity winner at Keeneland has two wins for, with Jose Ortiz aboard for trainer Brandon Walsh. And is certainly uh, an eye-catcher in terms of the derby fields and uh, the Triple Crown that's emerging sired by Street Sense here and makes a comeback here. Also in this race is attachment rate. I haven't really mentioned that, but a Virginia bred has an exceptional chance of prevailing and getting points and finding his way into the Kentucky Derby. Being a May foal for attachment rate, that extra time in the Triple Crown this year could be big uh, for this three-year-old. So uh, he is bred by Morgan's Ford Farm uh, up in Northern Virginia. 
there and has a chance as the second choice at four to one. Uh, Mike Barone, we'll start with you here. And uh, thanks for uh, coming in and handicapping the races. Boy, we, we got a busy Saturday in front of us in terms of, uh, of not only Churchill, but Santa Anita and Gulfstream. Uh, first, a welcome to the show and give us your thoughts on the Matt Wynn. On the Matt Wynn. Well, first of all, I was just trying to get some late scratches in, in the, <clears throat> the one horse and the eight horse are out of the mat win. <clears throat> I know the eight is crypto cash. Not sure of the name of the one horse, but anyways, you already mentioned Maxfield. Um, Maxfield is obviously the horse to beat here. Um, Maxfield comes in. He's, he's two for two in his life. Both times, Jose Ortiz rode him. He, he rode, rode him today. And the thing about Maxfield at Keeneland, he uh, won the Breeders for Charity, a grade one race at Keeneland. And in that race, the second place horse was Governor Morris, and he beat Governor Morris by five and a half lengths. And Governor Morris has come back to race, you know, decently in some really big races, in, in, including the Arkansas Derby. So Maxfield's going to be the big favorite. Um, the horse you mentioned, attachment rate. Uh, I'm going to do something with both the the, uh, the the two six, eleven, and twelve, which are attachment rate, major fed, pneumatic, and New York traffic. Use them. Use those horses somehow under the uh, underneath Maxfield. If Maxfield gets beat, I think the only two horses that could beat him would be the two pneumatic or the six New York traffic. For some reason, New York traffic is 10 to 1 on the morning line, and uh, Major Fed is 5 to 1. And if you look at their PPs, um, New York traffic actually outran him twice at, in really big races, so I don't understand those line, that, that line. If, if New York traffic stays 10 to 1, that would be a steal, because I, I think he'll be in the money. Well, I'll get to Bill here in just a moment, but since you're such a pace handicapper, how is New York? You mentioned I was going to bring him up ten to one. Um, is anybody going to go with him? I mean, is is, is is there something in the field in terms of pace that could hinder New York traffic? Uh, no, I mean, I think I think he'll be out. I think he'll be out there. He'll be out there either on the lead or. or you know, right off the pace, you know, whether he's, whether he's good enough. If Maxfield is, is in his top form, he's going to be very difficult for anybody in this field to beat. I'm, I, the reason I pointed out New York traffic is I just couldn't believe the discrepancy in odds between him and, him and Major Fed, because if you look at their PPs, they both ran in the same, uh, the Louisiana Derby and I think the Risen Star, and New York traffic actually probably ran a little better than him in both, both, both times, so, so I didn't get that, but... Derby Bill, I uh, want to bring you in here. Welcome to our Saturday morning staple here, handicapping the upcoming races. And uh, do you, what are your thoughts on the map win? Uh, do you have any uh, any any angles, uh, any tasty angles other than um, Maxfield and perhaps attachment rate? Well, Matt Wynn was the uh, uh, president of Churchill Downs way back and was at the first Kentucky Derby ever. So lots of uh, respect for Mr. Matt Wynn. That's why the name race is named after him. The field is, uh, Mike and you covered a little bit of it. Uh, it's just stacked. Maxfield, obviously, coming back, has derby fever and pregnancy fever. He's uh, on the odds board for the Belmont Stakes and uh, Kentucky Derby Futures that just came out in Vegas. And uh, just a long recovery road for Maxfield, uh, which – you know, the Derby being in September has allowed him to, if the Derby was already uh, held in May, he wouldn't have been able to run. So this, uh, the, his rehab uh, makes him a question mark to me today. And Mike, as you have said, mnemonic uh, and Mr. Asmussen, red hot barn here. You have New York traffic with 10 to 1 odds, and he was second in Louisiana Derby. Uh, attachment rate, you also mentioned him, third in the Gotham. Uh, just improving horse there, and Major Fred five to one. There's like uh, five or six horses, five, five or five to one or less that'll go to post in this race. So it's a great wagering race. Certainly is. Just a little bit of an update. I did hear from Brad Cox. We're not going to have time to get to him today, so maybe we'll bring him back as a, as perhaps the winner as he's got shake some action uh, in in this field. A long shot at 12 to 1, a modest long shot of the nine horse in this field. But he just said he's had a very uh, crazy morning at the barn this morning, so uh, hopefully we will uh, we'll catch up with him next week on uh, on off to the races. Uh, the other, Mike, uh, the other 
other racing action at Churchill Downs. We got that odd $150,000 claiming race. I know we have the other stakes racing action there, but wanted to get your thoughts on on that race and and you know anything else you might want to add with with so many of these other uh, good races at, at, at Churchill today. Well, I'll make it quick because uh, I don't want to steal everybody's time. But <laughs> in that race where you have the two English, uh, excuse me, the Virginia Derby winners. Um, Red of Blue, who's a horse that loves to go out on the lead and just sit there. I looked at the PPs really hard. Red of Blue in that race is going to be tough for anybody to pass. He may, you know, he may take the lead coming out of the gate, or you know, maybe just sit off and take the lead really quick. And uh, I'll be surprised if anybody can run him down because he appears to be the only speed in the race, and he stole a couple of big races already like that in his lifetime. Other races, other things. As I look at the other stakes races, the, the keys for me are that you've got two. Um, Two breeder, you got a Breeders' Cup champion coming back, and Shearing is in the, the Teppan Stakes, and he won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. He's going to be tough to beat, although that field is loaded. I mean, that, there's, there's probably six to eight horses that could win that race, but it is nice to have that horse coming back. Uh, you have Dunbar Road coming back in the Shawnee Stakes. Dunbar Road is four to five on the morning line. Probably, that appears to be a two-horse race. Dunbar Road is a grade one winner, and so is she's a Julie. She's two to one on the morning line. So those are the things I look forward to in, in the other uh, Churchill races. Um, you know, that, that, that's all I really got to say on those. Yeah, Dunbar uh, Dunbar Roads was just sitting there waiting to take charge of the Kentucky Oaks and uh, got a setback that wouldn't prevent that. But uh, uh, trying to find that winning form was on such a roll uh, last year about this time is when, when she got started on that. Derby Bill, your thoughts on the Churchill Downs card? Do you have, uh, do you have a multi-wager pick for us? Well, for most uh... – of the degenerate world, it's an all-stakes pick five, which means uh, you pick five races in a row and you try to hook up a bunch of horses. And you, and they're all $100,000 stakes races, and they're all national televised, which brings the handle way, way up on these things. We've had record handles on uh, Churchill opening weekend last weekend. Dunbar Road runs in the Shawnee Stakes at 4.08, starting off the pick five. Just a big, classy grade one winner. Uh, uh, if you're looking to, you know, single a horse, that and Mike said sharing in the uh, ten pin, the second race, those two, you know, you could probably single those two and then go, as we said, you know, Matt Wynn and the Blame and the War Chance Stakes, which is the uh, Virginia Derby potential horses come out of the War Chant, the, the end of the pick five today. So you can go deep in the last three and try to single the first two. And use English B if you want to upset Mike's horse at five to one. English B if if the front runner gets tired. English B is sitting on a big race. Uh, also, we got one more pick for you, Nick. Uh, it's uh, Ferris Allen's 69th birthday, and he's running in a stakes race at West Charlestown tonight at about you know 10:30. When you start turning turning about 10:30 tonight, a horse called Bright Dawn at four to one. So good luck to uh, Ferris Allen and. 69th birthday present would be a winter circle up in Charlestown. Certainly looking forward. Hopefully he'll get that gift. And uh, along with Robbie Bale, Staples on the Colonial Downs. Backstretch. Mike, uh, we got the Charles Whittingham, a grade two, uh, out in California today. Uh, and uh, by the way, War of Will will run uh, Monday in the Shoemaker. That's the horse that... Um, maximum security interfered with in the derby making his return to uh, racing in the shoemaker mike uh, but with this charlie whittingham a seven horse field on the turf rock empire originaire uh, are going to try and beat united um who is six to five from richard mandela what are your thoughts there yeah it's really interesting you know chad brown's got a lot of choices of horses he could have sent out there so to me rock emperor rock emperor is a really interesting choice because he um the best race he won ran in America was the first race over here in the, the Belmont Derby. He, he finished a really solid third, but then after that, he sort of went backwards a little bit in his other two starts in the U.S., so I'm just surprised that Chad sent him out there, but as being surprised that Chad sent him out there, there there's got to be a reason. Chad, Chad Brown sort of knows what he's doing. I mean, United United almost upset bricks and mortar in the Breeders' Cup turf, so um, he's he's definitely going to be the favorite. Originator, as you mentioned, is another really good horse that runs out west. I got to do something with Rock Emperor though, because Chad Brown, like I said, he 
He's 5-2 to two on the morning line. I won't be a bit surprised if he doesn't go up in odds, you know, which is unusual for a Chad Brown horse, but he, he just hasn't run you know, as as well as Chad has expected him. So he, he must see something in him to send to send him all the way to California. And if I'm not mistaken, I read Ortiz is going out there and I think that I think that's his only mount of the day. So I don't know. It just it would surprise me if uh, Rock Emperor doesn't show up today. And then for a for a, a horse to get in the money, the one horse Desert Storm I, or excuse me, Desert Stone I think can uh, can crack the top three there and, you know, uh, into the trifecta. Bill, a, a quick pick for the Whittingham? Yeah, I can't beat United. I read, like Mike said, I read uh, Johnny B and Joel Rosario go doing the Churchill to California flight. So uh, I'm going to take Flavian Pratt on United, which is Flavian's just ripping Santa Anita to shreds out there, winning every six races last weekend. So United's hard to beat. Enjoy the racing action. We'll be with you today uh, online, handicapping many of these races. And uh, want to thank Daryl Wood, Robbie Bales, and Derby Bill, and Mike Perone. Of course, Mitchell, great job today. Tune us in next week. Off to the races post time, 10 o'clock. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. This is Dan Lebitard. Catch me and Stugatz every weekday from 10 to 1 now.